And we're here on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WGI Radio, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, NFL Draft Preview Show. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ken Brown. Draft Preview Show. Those are music to my ears. Not enough words to describe it. Not enough words to talk about it. There's been too much mock drafting and talking going on. But today we'll get down to it because today is a day you can actually say what's going on. Now, before we get to that, for the people that were waiting for a podcast from us last week, we did do one. And it was supposed to come out last Friday, but technical difficulties occurred, and it wasn't going to be able to be put out until Sunday. And by that time, me and Mike figured, eh, let's just go to Wednesday. The only thing you missed out of that podcast was the hour-long Jameson Williams talk, which by now nobody cares about and bored about it. So we're going to backtrack for a one-minute piece. Just like going to church, Mike. You got two minutes on the microphone. We're going to go and give two minutes on the Jameson Williams situation. For those of you who don't know it, you don't need to know it. For those of you who know it, we're going to get right to it. Two minutes on Jameson Williams, then we're moving on. Well, do I have to put 10 bucks in the basket? If I, if, I'm going to pass twice. <laughs> it's coming past twice. That's right. No, no. I'll just say this about Jamison Williams. You know, look, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with the rule, but I agree that if you break the rule, you've got to pay the price. And he's going to be suspended for six months. I'm sorry, for six games, six weeks, uh, for for gambling. It's a gambling offense, and I don't want to get into all of that. But he, he did not gamble on football. He did not gamble on the Lions. Something much more minor than that. But a rule is a rule. What I hope that comes out of this for him and and, and other things that have happened in his first year as a professional athlete, or, or with the Detroit Lions anyway, is I hope being away from the team for six weeks, watching them play without him, especially a team that's getting good, is making its mark in the National Football League. I hope he understands and appreciates how important it is, how how lucky we all are when we get able to participate in something like that and do everything in his power never to let it happen again. And you know what? Everything is in his power not to let it happen again. All right, that's Mike's minute that went to two. My statement, grow the F up. Okay, let's move on. I'm not even getting to it. <laughs> okay. Grow the yeah, F up and become a team player. That's all I got to say. All right, draft time. Let's get it on. All right, let's do it. 24 hours. Lions have pick six, pick 18 on Thursday night, which I don't like. We're going to get into that another day, too. I wish they go back to the way the draft used to be. I don't like this first round in one night. And then second and third, I don't like it. But that's me. I can do it. I, I don't like it. I like to get the thing going, keep going. Okay. Do at least two or three rounds in the first day and the rest in the second day. But, you know, I'm fine. First round. A lot of rumors flying. A month ago, C.J. Stroud was the number one pick. Everybody it was automatic. Now Bryce Young is the number one pick. All of a sudden this week, the money on Will Levis is gone up in Vegas and everything's happening. This draft, since the Baker Mayfield draft, this is probably the most unknown draft in the last ten years, don't you think? Well, it's it's different. It really is. You know, I was just talking to some of the other guys out here at Allen Park, you know, Tim Twentyman and a couple guys, and and you know when when I started first doing my first mock draft, and we do we do four of these at the Detroit Lions. And 4.0, the one that's out today, is is my final etched in stone, whatever, mock draft. But for mock draft 1.0, I thought I knew everything. And 2.0, I thought I was still pretty smart. And 3.0, I thought I'd really, you can't, I, I, this, is, it's, this, this is easy again this year. 4.0, I have no idea what's going on. I really don't. Yeah. You look at, you look at the, the, the changes, you look at the, all of a sudden the betting line comes into it. I didn't even know they were doing that. 
I mean, yeah, know, that, I, that's stupid. This betting line situation is yeah, stupid. I, don't, I, don't, I, mean, I wouldn't bet. That's like betting on wrestling. I, why are you betting on something that somebody knows who they're taking? So they can be 100%. I don't even know how you take bets on stuff like that. But anyway. But but, but go ahead. But that that's – all of a sudden I realize I have no – this is a different game. Yeah. It's not the game I play. Yeah. But having said that, there are parts of it. And the bottom line is, you know, doing your mock draft, trying to match wits with other people – not that we're competing against. I'm not competing against, for example, with the Athletic or the Detroit Free Press or M Live or the Detroit News, my old paper. I'm just doing this, you know, is because I like it. It's because of what we do here at, the, at DetroitLions.com and trying to, you know, get get as close to being right as I can. So yeah. nobody remembers a day after the draft. Who, if you were right, you have to remind them. If you were wrong, nobody's gonna remember it. So it's a, like I said, it's just an exercise in. It's like doing math problems that, you know, not going to be on the test. You're just doing them to keep your skills up and see how you think. But like I said, to me, it's a, it's all a crapshoot. But let's get into it because I'm telling you right now, I'm done talking. I'm done talking about it. Pick six, pick 18. Give me the percentage. Well, me. Give me the percentage that the Lions at the end of Thursday night took a player at six and took a player at 18. Now that you think you, you, what, I don't quite understand. In other words, there's going to be trades in there somewhere. One of yeah. those picks or both picks are being moved. I think there's about a ninety percent chance they do not end up with a pick at six and a pick at eighteen. No, I, I, I agree with you. I don't know if it's ninety percent, but I, in fact, I wrote this in my first mock draft, and I would be surprised if 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 Brad Holmes is picking at eighteen <laughs> at the end. At, at the end, of, at the end of the day, I, that would surprise me if he stays put at 18, because whatever he does at, at at six, and I have faith in in Brad Holmes that he's going to do some good work again, like he did in his first two drafts here as general manager of the Detroit Lions. But I don't think either way he's not going to be satisfied. He's going to look for a way to get more and to get more and to get more. And the way you do that is to manipulate, you know, your assets, your draft picks, and, and I whether it's up or down, and I'm more likely to go up to to, to do it. More likely to go up than to go down, but I think he'll make a move at least on 18. I'm telling, I'm saying there's a 70 percent chance six is going to be the move, and I'm telling you right now, I don't think the move's going to be up. I think the move's going to be back because, like I said, there's a group of players that he can be happy with, and he's going to get some more assets, and then he might move back up from 18. But I'm telling you right now, if this is my prediction, he's going to move pick six if Jalen Carter's there to Philly for 10 and 30, and maybe he'll have to give something else back. That is my prediction going in. And six is going to be – he'll move down to 10 or 11, either Tennessee or Philly, and that's where he's going to pick from, and he's going to grab some I more assets. I, I disagree completely with it. I'll tell you why. The Detroit Lions are an ascending team right now, and they are ascending rapidly, and he's been around teams that have done exactly what the Detroit Lions are doing right now, and those are the Los Angeles Rams. Well, started out with the St. Louis Rams and then the Los Angeles Rams. They've done it. They've done it. Uh, they've done it twice. The Detroit Lions are now one of those ascending teams, and and time is now. The time to make a move is now. And the, and the way you do that is you get the best players, the fastest way you can you can get them. And the way to do that is to trade. and trade up. I think they'll trade up. They will never have another chance like this, Kenny, in the next five to ten years. To have two first-round picks with one of them in the sixth, number six, two second-round picks and a third-round pick. They will, there's not another chance for them to have 
right yeah, now. Yeah, but see, you're making an assumption. No, but, but no, because you're making an assumption that's not there. Just because you have pick six in this draft doesn't mean that sixth best player is any better than the tenth best player. This is not a draft where you have five or six superstars and then it drops off. So what, what I'm saying is a trade of four spots, Mike, it's not, it's not a detriment. You could get the same player at six that you can get at ten if you have a couple of players that you're not drafting. If you're not drafting quarterbacks, then you can get the same player. Do you think there's another Will Anderson in there? Well, no, Will's going to be gone. Okay, Will's going to be gone. He's not moving up, Mike. They're not going. These, these teams up front are not. They're not. Will Anderson, you will not have a chance to get him. And number two, number two, I've got. Um, I've read a bunch of uh, uh, scouts, or whatever. Will Anderson ain't all that. You know, we think he might be because of something he did. But I, I look at a lot of the scouting things. They say he's a, he's a, he's a better player than Hutchinson, but he's not Von Miller. He's not. He's not. He's not this player that you have to have. So when you say you won't be in that position again, the tenth player will be the same as the sixth player, or he might even be as good as Will Anderson. None of these players in this draft are must-have. There's not one must-have player in here. You don't have to be a must-have player. All it has to be is a player who's better than what you have. Right, and, and that and the tenth player, player, the tenth pick will be a player that will be better than what you have, as well as the sixth. As well as the third. If you came out of this draft with just, I'm just giving names out. Say you got B. John Robinson, or where you, wherever you took him, he might have more impact than 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 uh, we, than, than we, the, the um, linebacker. He might have more 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 impact than him. It's a possibility. He might be a better player overall. He might go to the Hall of Fame. It, it could happen. Will Anderson might not be. So I'm just saying. There's no guarantees in this draft. So when you have a, a a pick, you know, a top ten pick or a top five pick, you could you you might you might get you know Tony Mandridge and you might get a, a Deion Sanders later. So nothing's guaranteed, Mike. Who said it was guaranteed? Well, you're saying that you you're not going to be in this position again, but you, but you don't have to be in that position. If I took Ray Lewis at twenty, I'm in a better position than I would be the guys that picked number one and two and three in that draft. So. That's why, to me, drafting is all about fit the need of your team, not where you take it. That's the way this game is played. Now, there might be years where there's some great quarterbacks there. This ain't the year. So, well, we, we, well, we weren't talking about quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm just saying you were talking about moving up, but I'm I'm, I'm not sure that that guy's worth moving up for, Will Anderson. And another thing, where are you going to play him? You gonna play him on the opposite side, of Hutchinson? In some way, you can play them side by side. But they're both like stand-up guys. You can't have two stand-up. One guy's got to go down in the stands. You can't have two stand-up guys on both sides, or they'll you'll never you'll never they'll run on you all day. He's pretty much the same player. He might be better player, but he's the same player, Aiden Hutchinson, and they play the same position. Well, Kenny, that's why they call it coaching. I understand, but I'm just letting you know that I think Brad Holmes. Is gonna manipulate this board to get picks for next year and get the player he wants. And this is my prediction. This is just me talking. And it might be crazy after this plays or whatever. I think B. John Robinson is gonna be that pick. I don't know where they're gonna take him. I don't know what number. I got a feeling he's on top of their board. That's my. Uh, he's not my first pick at 18, but he's my second pick at 18. And I, I what I don't understand 
and I still, and I don't think I ever will. Maybe it's because I'm from somewhat, well, not somewhat, I am from the old school. I remember what adding uh, Billy Sims did to the Detroit Lions in 1980. I remember what uh, Barry Sanders did to the Detroit for the Detroit Lions in 1989. I uh, can go Herman Moore in 1991. Having drafting players like that, but running backs. I don't understand why there's all of a sudden now it's, it's, it's committing a cardinal sin of drafting if you take a running back in the top ten. I don't get it. Well, it's just a money to year longevity thing. That's the only reason. And people are doing that. More but but, but, but you have six years with them. Yeah, but this is my point. People are saying if your team is bad where you're drafting a running back in the top five or six, that your team's not going to be good for two of those years. And then you only gonna have three years of running with him. That's why once the again, Lions thing again. is better because you're ready to win now. So he's gonna get five okay. years of good of 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 you know of competitive ball. You're putting him right in. So at the worst, at the worst, even if you don't resign him after that five years is up, you have five competitive years with that running back like Ezekiel Elliott. You think Dallas regrets taking him? Well, they didn't get what they wanted, but I don't think they regret it. They got a lot of winning in, Mike. I know. I said it. Yeah. I said it. They got a lot they of winning in. I don't think they regret it at all. I don't think they regret it at all. Do the Giants regret taking Saquon Barkley early? Maybe. But I tell you what, if he had a better quarterback in those four years, you might feel differently about him. So this team is set up to win now. And I that's I just think somewhere or another, I don't know if it's going to be a pick 18. I don't know if it's going to be a pick 6, 10, whatever. If B. John Robinson is there for that pick, they're going to take him first and then secure the other positions later. Because it's not a – Will Anderson, Tariq Williams, I'm Wilson, the uh, DN from Texas Tech. Tariq Williams, yeah. And that's it. And if you got Jalen Carter on your board or not, I don't want to touch him because of the Jameson Williams thing. I don't, I, that just soured me on any question marks. And he may be a great player. Go be a great player for somewhere else. I can get a player that's not as great and cover that D tackle spot. And and you got and and don't forget, we talk about the D tackle spot. Aleem McNeil is starting to round in a good a real good player. So you got one real good tackle. Add another one to him. You don't have to be an all pro or anything, but you can get by adding to that position without Jalen Carter. Well, that's the that's the uh, that's also the reason for taking a long look at uh, Kajan uh, 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 Clancy Cancely the kid from uh, at eighteen at uh, defensive tackle from, from the Pittsburgh. University of Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah, I mean he was Clancy. Pit, but the Detroit Lions do like Tim Twentyman and I were talking about this today on another Clancy. thing we were talking about and uh, doing, and he said that they made a great point. He said half of his tackles. Are behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and he's in there disrupting. Right. And this, now, that's college football. This is pro. That's it's pro. Different. It's a whole different thing. And, and I saw another uh, review of him that said he's out of position an awful lot. He gets in the backfield, but you know, if you're running a defense and you're supposed to be over here, even though you got in the backfield over there, that's not necessarily a good thing. So you hear it both ways on that, whichever way you want to take it. He's a guy that fluctuates, too. I've seen a lot of recent um, mocks and people talking. He may not even make the first round now. He's sliding down to the end of the first round. Now, watch me go 10th or something, but I'm just saying his 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 value is all over the board right now. Some have him early first, some have him late first, some have him early second. 
Well, that's, you know, when, you, when you're being drafted in the middle rounds, in the middle of the rounds, that's what happens to you. you yeah. Stay in one spot. It's how you view that player and how you view what he does for you. Now, things I want to see them accomplish by Friday night, even before we get to Saturday. I want them to take, I want them to, uh, take care of uh, a D-tackle, take care of one impact player, which would be your first pick. I don't care what position that is. They can add another corner. And they can add a receiver anywhere, and they're a tight end. That's and a guard. Those are the positions I want to see them cover, you know, before they leave this draft. If it's before Friday night, fine. If you got going to Saturday, that's fine too. But those are the positions I think they should be looking at. Well, five of their nine, five of their only five of their nine draft picks are before before Saturday, so that's. Be stretching them pretty, pretty thin to accomplish all of that. Well, they might move. I'm just saying, you know, they're going to move around. Like I said, they're going to be moving all over the board. That's another thing. 95% those four picks, or those four numbers, will not be the four numbers they draft with. I'm going 95% on that. 95%? That 55, whatever, 55, 45, 18, and 6. If those four are taken without any movement, that's a 5% chance. He moves all the time. You look at his first two drafts. He does not sit still. He moves I, the I, board. I, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. I don't know if the percentages exactly add up. I don't know how you get 5% with four players. With four, four picks. I, I, I just this. made it up. Yeah. Sounds good. 95 always sounds good. <laughs> sounds better than 94. Any number I give, people listening right now, they've glossed over the number. They just know (laughs) if it's above 50, that means you think it's probably going to happen. So when people give you numbers like that, just take it with a grain of salt. There's no no mathematical (laughs) skill to this. You know what I want? On payday, I want you to take my check to the bank. I'm going to do pretty well. <laughs> well, I am excited about this draft just because of the, 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 the intrigue. And like I said, I think the Lions are the favorite in the division this year. So this is a chance to solidify that. Now, question for you. Quarterback anywhere in there? Yeah, I'd say third round and after, third round and below. When I say below, I mean third, fourth. I don't think they have a fourth-round pick, but that third round, late second, something like that. Although, you know, so the second round is death for quarterbacks, so I don't – but those are the guys nobody seems to want one way or the other. Well – uh, If you go back and look at the – no, no, yeah. just go back and look no, at the no. history of it without, yeah. without beating it to death. Well, no, I, just, I was just going to say that if you're going to take a quarterback, I hope you view him as a future starter. I don't want you just to take a quarterback just to take one to say we took one. If it's a oh, guy that absolutely. you're going to be out the league in two years and you know that, like, no more Jake Rudox or, Rudolph, or yeah. um, Brad Caius. There's no, it's no reason to take them if you know they're not going to be able to play. So if you oh, think it's a guy that can develop into a starter eventually, no matter how many years it is, then take it. I don't think Bob Quinn and his staff thought that they wouldn't be any good. I think they just miscalculated. They looked – they saw something in those both of those players that didn't exist in reality. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, yeah, I don't want right. you seeing yeah. things. If you, if you know ahead of time, okay, it's a skill here we can work with in two or three years this guy can compete for a starting job. If you don't say that, then don't do it. I mean, don't take right. one just at the end of uh, Sunday night when you have your post-wrap-up press conference. You know we took a quarterback. No, don't do it. Now, there are a couple of intriguing guys that I think have potential. So I wouldn't be surprised if they took one. But um, 
Let me ask you a question. What if Richardson falls to 18? Falls to 18? Yeah. Well, if I were him, then I would hope whoever has the 19th to dress me. You don't want any part of that? Nope. Okay. Not, nothing against him. Okay. I just don't want to use a pick on a quarterback. Let me do another what if. What if C.J. Stroud falls to six? Uh, hold on. You might come, the seven's coming next. Coming next. <laughs> I agree with you. When they, when they uh, do their comp for C.J. Stroud, they say uh, Jared Goff. Well, you already got him. So why why are you taking him then? Right, you, right. you you have the real one. If the comp is Jared Goff, you already got the real one. So move on. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I'm not I'm not for taking one of these. Even though they may end up being starters in the league or whatever, good quarterbacks. I'm not for taking a quarterback this year. You got like you said, you got four picks at at right now. You have four picks ready to contribute to the team that should win the division this year. We've got four of the top 51 picks. You know what yeah. that is? That's 8%, by the way, okay? 8%. You can take that to the bank, too, along with my check. <laughs> <laughs> That's 8% of what? The draft? It's, 8%, it's, it's, it's four picks of, of four, four, four of the top 51 picks is 8% of the, of the 51 picks. Oh, okay. Look, see, your math better than that. Eight percent. All right. Well, I like that. Yeah. And I think if you do four, which I don't think is going to be again, I'm repeating that. If you do four out of the first fifty-five or whatever, you should at least get three contributors. Two. Well, I don't know about starters because you your team is deeper, but you should you should get three contributors at least. I mean, you know, real contributors this year. And just just try to avoid bad luck. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Players with injuries, things like that. But I'm for the swing for the double. I'm not for swinging for the homers. You know, the, I'm like, your team is good enough now. Just get a nice double. Get a nice double. Don't take any chances. That's That goes with the character part I'm talking about. That goes with the whole thing. Why swing for the fences when I all I need is a guy to give me a double? Give me a guy that's going to be there for six years. It's going to be a good player, compete for a Pro Bowl here and there. Just a good – but I will take that any time over the, there's a 20% chance this guy will go to the Hall of Fame, but there's an 80% chance he might be out of the league in two years. I don't want to take those chances. Well, you don't want boom or bust. No, I don't want that. I, I just want a yeah, nice, nice, serene draft, Mike. You and serene somehow just don't <laughs> feel <to> a <laughs> Well, it's tomorrow night. It's going to start at uh, – I believe they start at 8 tomorrow, right? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock so yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens. Any closing thoughts before we leave the draft special? No, not really. I just think this. And you look, enjoy the night for what it is. But let's just say the Detroit Lions take it on. Let's take whatever position they take, okay? Take a, a, a pass rusher. Don't go out there and scream. Why, are they, why couldn't they have – Okay, look, they have nine picks. There are 13 positions on a football team. You can't get them all with nine picks. Just let, let it play out. Let, let, let Brad Holmes do his job, and we'll see how it works out when you get them on the field. That's right. Now, I will be one of those guys. I'm, have to, I'm admitting this now, and it's a flaw I have. I will be one of the guys upset if they take a cornerback at six. I'm sorry. But I will get over it if they become a, a good player. But on draft night, that will disappoint me, especially after you traded away a third pick corner to draft another corner. That's when they – I was upset about that when they uh, traded away Slay, and then they drafted a third pick corner. I'm like, you, you, you're just substituting a position for a position. And then you didn't even do that because Okuda didn't make it. But I'm just saying, 
why I do that. So I'm I'm not a you just let let a corner go, and you just gonna replace it with a same top ten corner, even though he may be a better player eventually. I I I don't I don't buy that. So I'm hoping well, that's not just, happening. Let me just tell you one thing, and then I'm gonna have to sign off after this. Okay, in 1981, coming off a six and ten season, the San Francisco 49ers drafted three defensive backs, three, and signed another one as a free, not as a free agent, but signed another one. They went 13-3 and three and won the Super Bowl at the Silver Dome. So you can concentrate on one position, even if it's those hateful defensive backs, and succeed with it. And the, and the San Francisco 49ers did exactly that, and those were the underpinnings of one of the great franchises in the history of the National Football League. I lost you in 1981. I lost you in 1981. <laughs> as soon as you said 1981, I, my mind just blanked on me, and, and you know, I'm sorry. I, and I'm and, and part two of that. Is there a Ronnie Lott in this draft? You never know. <laughs> okay. No, we know that. There's no Ronnie Lott in this draft. So, <laughs> all right. Well, that's Michael Harry, TrayLast.com. Check him out as we do a draft. Mike and uh, let's do a recap. Uh, Friday weekend. night. Let's go. Let's do another one Friday. This is going to be for two days, and let's do one after the first round. We'll just do a quick ten or whatever minutes after the first round. So, join us again Friday evening or Friday afternoon, and we'll recap round one, and then we'll do one at the end of the draft next week. So we're going to do one more this week. We're going to do one Friday, just to talk okay. about what happened Thursday night. Okay. All right. So you be prepared, Mike. Okay. All right. So that's MichaelHardyTroyLines.com. Check out his mock draft over there to see who he's taking. And I don't have a mock draft, but all I'm saying is move the board, Brad. Move the board, Brad. So (laughs) see you guys later. Thanks, Mike.